Hello, and thank you for listening to Technology Simplified, tech talk everyone can understand. I'm your host, Will Slappy, and today I'm joined by Scott Curtis. Scott serves as a virtual chief information officer here at IT Voice. He is passionate about client success and using technology to help them reach all their goals. He is serious about network security and protecting businesses from holes that make them a target for cybercrime. Today, we are going to be discussing a time-honored tradition, the New Year's resolution, but with a tech spin. Now, likely many of our listeners out there may hear this podcast well beyond the new year. So we're also going to take the approach similar to a car tune-up, considering what are the important factors to check under the hood of your business. So Scott, to get us rolling today, any fun or unique New Year's resolutions that you've got personal or business? As far as personal is concerned, I am trying to hike as many trails in within a three-state area as I can. And I did get to do one in Homa, Tennessee over the weekend that was kind of rigorous for a guy my age, but it was still a lot of fun. I got to see a great waterfall. So that, that really on personal, that and reading more books is really the two things that I'm working on very heavily. And as far as professional, just waving the banner of security for our clients. Yeah, like uh, I like all of those goals, especially the hiking one, because it's very productive. It's fitness, but I mean, you're accomplishing a lot there. You're creating experiences, you're having fun, you're getting fit all at the same time. And really, I mean, that ties into a lot of what I want the conversation today, you know, to be about for our businesses of, you know, making sure that their business is fit, making sure you never know what's around the corner. Nobody saw you know, COVID coming. Nobody saw the war on Ukraine coming. You know, so you just never know what could be around, you know, the corner from a macroeconomic or other things that, you know, just happened to your business specifically. And so, you know, having your business tuned up, having your business in shape, if you will, and ready to go is really, you know, the best practice. Right. So, so as we, you know, as, you know, we're kind of into the new year, what are some things that, you know, business owners should be mindful of? You know, if they were to set some technology, you know, goals for themselves this year. What are some things that you would say to a business owner are some important things to get their business fit in 2023? I know I'm going to sound like a broken record, but security should be really the number one you think about as a business in probably years to come because the hackers are getting more sophisticated. The way they're getting in is more sophisticated. It's just one of those things that you have to be ever vigilant in order to keep your business safe. And one of the things that, so, uh, you know, a lot of folks have antivirus and a lot of folks have a decent firewall that does filtering. But what we're finding is that most of the attacks that are happening are because of human error within the business. And we'll call that phishing. It's mostly phishing type attacks or anything that gets people in that are using computers in your business to click on things or put in information that can be used against them. So having the antivirus, that's a no brainer. You got to have it. Having a great firewall, that's a no brainer. You got to have it. But one of the things that has become more of a trend now and is extremely important is making sure that those end users within your business are trained, that they understand what a phishing attack looks like. They understand where the hackers are coming from, how they're thinking when they are trying to get your information or try to get you to click a link that'll put malware into your network. 
So actually having a training program in place that not only will throw out like a phishing attack that is a pre-made phishing attack that you can monitor, but also have some sort of a coursework that they can actually go through and learn how this hacking works. This is one thing that I have to always remind myself of because I look at cybersecurity stuff every day. Your employees don't. They, they just want to go come in, use the programs that you have, and do their job, and they don't want to have to worry about the cybersecurity stuff. But if they know what it is and they know what it looks like, then it's going to be a much larger chance that they are not going to be the person who clicks on that link that gets you compromised. You're exactly right, Scott. You know, I've heard multiple statistics out there anywhere from 70 to 90% of all attacks are could have been prevented by a human. There was some sort of human element that they, like you said, they put in the information, they clicked on the link, and that if they had not done that, that attack would not have been successful. So, you know, your employees understand that. All I'm gone are those days where, I mean, we used to all laugh at those emails. You'd get me like, oh, it's your long lost uncle from, you know, Africa. And I've got this money. I need this. And it's, you know, all misspelled and lowercase and just sounds absurd. You know, those the, now the messages that people are getting are research. They're going to people's social media and they know that somebody's out of town and they make reference to the conference they're at. You know, and they're impersonating being that person. You read it on first hand, you're like, oh, this sounds legit because like you think it's them, right? And so, you know, the attacks are getting extremely more sophisticated. And so people have to be that much more on guard and better and better trained. And, you know, you know, from a from being a business owner and looking at it to me, if I'm like, hey, I can, you know, eliminate 80 plus percent of compromises if the employees are trained, I mean, that's a pretty good return in terms of the energy you put in. Right, right. And really, this is a great time to just kind of do inventory of everything that would could possibly be hacked. So, you know, it's a great time to take a look at your backups. What kind of backups do you have in place? Are you certain that they are not a persistent connection? So if you get ransomware, it'll permeate the backups as well. Are there multiple copies? Can you easily do a restore, do a test restore, and just really understand how that works so that you you have a plan if something does happen? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and we've kind of talked about that in some of the other podcasts, but I think if there's one thing that somebody could take away from a security perspective, it's the multi-layer approach is the best approach, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you go to any, like, you know, I don't know, you, you know, you you read some, you know, some war strategy or something along those lines, right? You want to have just like one wall that somebody can breach and if they're in, then they're in. You know, you want to have, you know, a moat, a wall, you know, yep. archers, mountains, <laughs> you yep. know, anti-defense missile, whatever, you know, well, I guess I'm make, mixing errors here, but, you know, you want all of the different elements to where, you know, it's it, it would take a lot to get through everything. And even if they penetrate one defense, it gets caught by another. Right. That And talk some about, you know, some of the more, you know, up to date sort of technology that no longer acts individualized, but now works as kind of a web together informing to be able to find those threats that are coming. So there's a lot of technology that is way beyond what antivirus does. There, there's technology that will actually watch your network 
for changes by looking at, okay, this is what Mary always does on her computer. She uses Excel. She uses your ERP program and email. This is, that's pretty much what Mary does. If all of a sudden a program that she normally doesn't use executes, then there is monitoring software that will actually create a ticket that goes to a security operations center where they take a look at it and they take a look and see if that software is something that is actually a useful part of the business or something harmful. So it's a little bit beyond antivirus. So antivirus is only going to block what it can block because they repackage viruses all the time just so it can get around it. It's, it's always the same virus. They just put it in a new package so that it won't be seen by the antivirus. So if it gets through, a lot of these things are built like an MDR or an EDR. They're built to look at what is going on these computers and then responding to it much quicker than you normally would. Because one of the statistics is malware will sit on your network or on a computer for six to nine months before it's ever executed. So that's one thing. There's other technology out there that actually looks at the log files that all of your equipment produces. So a computer produces log files, a server, a switch, a firewall, even a printer produces log files. And those log files will show everything that has happened within that computer. So if I use a computer all day, I'm probably producing a thousand log files. So those log files go into a security operations center and they look for the ones that are coming from bad actors. So if something happened in your network that a bad actor sent and it's part of a piece of malware, it will actually create another ticket where human eyes take a look at it and they go in and find out where it's at, find it, and get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it's, it's probably been a few months ago, but we were rearranging some files, moving you know, from like one SharePoint to a new SharePoint we created, something along those lines. And, and so, yeah, we moved like a thousand files or something like that. It triggered it. The software triggered an event, and the SOC, the security operations there, looked into it, and then one of our engineers kind of sent me the results of it just so I could kind of see what it looked like. But yeah, just said, hang on a second. That's not normal. You shouldn't be moving a thousand files at one time. Like that's not. So we used the AI to be able to say, you know, because there wasn't anything that was malicious about it. It was just some, it just triggered to say, hang on a second. That's not normal behavior. Right. And therefore, you know, triggered a human to look at it. So yeah, a lot of that technology, like the antivirus was just, did it fit the definition? Yes or no. And that was all it did versus the new technology is being much more intelligent. Right. So let's get off of the security soapbox because I don't want our listeners to turn us off because they're like, all y'all ever do is just talk about security. Uh, although obviously it's extremely important. But let's talk on the productivity side. So what are some simple things that people can do to see, you know, a boost in their productivity, you know, using technology, you know, in, uh, into the new year or hey, if you're in the middle of the year and just doing a tune-up? Right. And it's a really good idea to kind of take a look at your email first. So look at all the emails that you get and look at those ones that you subscribed to, you know, last year and they're not really relevant to you anymore. It's a really a good idea to just get those out of your life because you can unsubscribe and then you're not like accidentally clicking on it or looking to see if anything new came in and you get a couple minutes back in your life that way. 
take a look at the programs that you're using. So if you've got programs on your computer that you don't use anymore, go ahead and delete them. There's no reason to keep using programs that aren't relevant to you anymore. And really, one of the things that, that I have started doing that I need to dig into a little bit more is back in the email, getting everything a little bit more organized, make more folders, make sure that emails get routed into those folders that are important to you and the other emails just go into your straight into your inbox and you can get to those when you want to. Just really getting all kinds of rules in place on your email so that you can get to it quickly and when you need to refer back to it, you know exactly where it's at. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. One of the things that this last year I really tried to actually try to help the whole company do this better was better subject lines. And uh, I started thinking about whenever I write a subject line, I started to ask myself the question of, if I'm a year from now trying to find this email or email string, like, what are we talking about here that's going to help me locate this email? You know, because sometimes we just throw a subject line in there, updates, question, you know, whatever it might, you know, something that's just generic. And if you're, you know, even two weeks later, you're trying to find that email, you know, in the stack of email, be like, you know, and for us with like 15 locations, a lot of times it's particular location, like put the location in the subject, you right. know, put a customer name, like add a little bit more into that subject line that, you know, can help you, you know, find that, you know, down the road versus, you know, some of the ge generic things. But I think the overall piece of what you were saying there, Scott, that would be my big takeaway is that taking a little bit more time on the front end to be more organized or more thoughtful about how you're doing things, you know, can have a bigger payoff versus sometimes, you know, we can all get caught up in the day to day and just grinding through it and just kind of trying to get stuff clear off of our plate. Um, and, but we're doing some of those same repetitive tasks. I love what you said about the email, you know, subscribes as well. The, hey, just click most, most all of them at the bottom have an unsubscribe button yeah. and you can just, you know, click on that and and cut down and make it a little bit less busy in that big box. Yeah, it's really a good idea to, at the end of the day, to find out how reactive you were. Just kind of grade yourself on how reactive you were. And if there's a way to be more proactive, then that's the things that you should really concentrate on as far as your day-to-day. -day. Yeah, for sure. So what are some steps that business owners can take this year, you know, to use technology to their full advantage, to kind of go to the next level? Yeah, really look at things that are going to lift your employees up and help them help them thrive. You know, get, find programs, find books, find things that are going to really get them invested into not only what you're doing, but into their part of what they do in the company. You know, re really find those things that resonate with the folks that are doing the heavy lifting at your place and get tools in their hands to help them be the best they can be. Yeah. And the one thing I would say on that point, you know, Scott, that I've seen in our business is a lot of those tools require collective engagement to be productive. And so, you know, an executive out there, I mean, sometimes, you know, you want to say, oh, this is technology. I'm going to put the, push that to my MSP or my internal IT or whoever it might be. And hey, that's their world. But if you take something like Microsoft Teams, for example, or Slack or you know any of those types of programs, you know, if you're the one and only person using them in your company, you're going to get zero value from them. Yeah. And if 10%, you're still going to get extremely low value. Like you've got to have 
60, 70% acceptance, you know, really, you need to be like 100% to really get the full, you know, value from it, you know, and also like say something like with teams, getting it people, it obviously depends on the type of business, but if appropriate, get people to have the teams app on their cell phone. So that way they can use it, you know, at all times. And I've seen, you know, and it's been like, you know, years since we, you know, have been using teams, but I remember the early days of using teams where, only a few people used it and it was mildly productive. But when we reached that critical mass point of people on there and all of a sudden it was like, wow, like this is far more productive form of communication for certain things than something like email is. But when you're just kind of kind of poking at it, if you will, you don't really see the productive benefit until you really get engaged. So I guess my advice to business owners would be like, hey, especially on those collaborative or communication type technologies, like, Less can be more. Pick one and actually embrace it and do it versus right. kind of dabbling in a lot of little bit of things that you know may not make uh, as big of a difference. So, and I really um, enjoy how we use Teams here at IT Voice because you know working remote, you get kind of removed from the folks you work with, and you know we it's it's not a big requirement, but we are suggested to have our video on. So actually knowing the person and looking at the person I'm talking to makes me feel like I'm a little bit more in an office and I actually get to know them a little better. And the immediacy of teams is great because in my position, particularly, you know, I work between, uh, clients and sales and purchasing sometimes. And sometimes there's an immediate question they have, they're in a meeting, they can pop me into that meeting in a minute and we can answer something that might take three emails to actually get figured out right then and there. So you, if you really embrace it and you use it like it should be done, Teams is just fantastic. And all the other communication methods are great as well. Yeah, for sure. Any other software that you would highlight of like, hey, if somebody's like, hey, we're already using Teams and love that, what's what is a you know a, one or two softwares that that you might tell a business or like hey you should check into to using this and embracing this you know the new year yeah so one that comes with Microsoft Office that not a lot of people use is OneNote uh, OneNote is a great tool for not only organizing your own notes but it can be a very great collaborative tool you pop a OneNote on SharePoint and work through any kind of project that you're working on and it's all right there and you can work on it side by side, <clears throat> pardon me, within SharePoint. And it's one of those tools that it takes a little bit of getting used to, but once you understand how it works, it's fantastic. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I use that with all my direct reports. We share a OneNote and, you know, we have our regular meetings that, you know, we connect, but you know, both of us will go in and add things like, hey, you know, when we meet, here's some things we want to talk about. And even there's a little bit of almost like a communication because they can put their notes in and you can see you can be collaborating on the same notes and adding stuff. And then when you get to the meeting, everybody is it's a can become live evolving agenda leading up to the meeting that, you know, like that that and you can have more than two people, most of mine are two, but more than two people. Or you can use it completely solo, right? I mean, I've got you know, and I guess a total, I think OneNote's got like five layers, right? Because yeah. you you can have multiple notebooks as they call them. And then inside of an individual notebook, you could hold tabs. And then inside of the tab, then you can have notes and then you can have a subnote and a subnote to a subnote. So you got ample layers in terms of how, you know, if you want to get, I don't think I've ever called subnote of subnote. 
Yeah, uh, maybe once, either. but you know, you've got <laughs> multiple different layers in terms of you know how that you want to do that. So I think that's a great software. Uh, puts us at time for today, and really appreciate everybody tuning in and uh, getting to hear everything we had to talk about today. I hope this helps all of our listeners to have a safer and more productive 2023. Thank you for your time listening today, Scott. We appreciate having you on the show. If you have any questions about today's episode, feel free to reach out, subscribe to our podcast to stay informed on the ever-changing landscape of business technology. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you.